Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to talk about three public domain games. Yes. I like to call it public domain-ation. Is that what you call it? That's what I call it. I like public domainia. Mm. I think we used that one though. I think we did. Um, Aaron, before we get into the show, we got some feedback from last week. You know, last week we talked about Brian the Lion. Surprisingly, got a lot of action out of old Brian. Yep. A, lot of, a lot of folks have some strong opinions about it. Uh, Chris Folds writes in, he says, just finished the excellent Brian the Lion episode. Uh, he said that he will ignore all of your comments about Lionheart because he doesn't believe it. It barely squeaks in as a top 10 platformer. But as for console games, this? this is Chris Folds. He'll pay for that. He says, but as for console games, the Amiga could do. Um, he believes that the Amiga 1200 could have done pretty much any Mega Drive game. It's just that it didn't have the market for the big studios to want to pump money into invest in a real high-quality platformer. Now, was Folds involved in your all's discussion about that on Discord with the uh, Aladdin? Uh, that was a little bit later on, but yeah. yes, yeah. I, I have to say... I think he's right. Yeah, so uh, for those of you that aren't on our Discord, shame on you. You should be. Uh, Chris uh, posted a side-by-side video of Aladdin running on a Mega Drive and uh, an Amiga side-by-side. And uh, pretty comparable that, you know, whatever studio that was that that put those games out really spent the time and made a quality port for the Amiga. Now, was the Amiga port, was that an AGA release or was it on the old? uh, I want to say that it was an AGA. Okay, I couldn't remember. It's been a while since I played that one. I mean, mean, it was good. I've played them both. I mean, they're, listen, I'm no Aladdin guy, but. Who is an Aladdin guy? Some people love that movie. Who's walking down the street, man? I'm fired up about Listen, Aladdin. That's a popular game on the on the Mega Drive. It is. It's a know? popular. It's one of the best platformers on. It's one of the few games where the uh, Mega Drive version is demonstrably better than the Super Nintendo yeah. version. Hey, put it on the list. Bro. Yeah, yeah, we should check out <laughs> Aladdin sometime. Um, Aaron, what's new in the world of Amiga news this Amiga week? Amiga news. Well, you know, I kind of went on tour for Amiga news this wow. week. Yeah, I did. I did. I, there was. It, there wasn't a lot of Amiga news jumping out, it's like mm-hmm. jumping out of the gate. So I, I kind of went to find my own way on the Amiga news. If I can get the uh, Gambletron to agree with me here, you've got it right there. Let's let's start out. Now there's an article right there. Okay, the first thing I want to talk about, and you know, we both love us some Atari. We do, don't we both? We love Atari, and, we've, and we have no qualms about getting to bed with Atari or Amiga. We love them. So. There's a guy that's that's done a side by side audio comparison of the Amiga and the Atari Falcon. Mm. I like to have me one of them Falcons. Now I but... believe that you know I think you might know more about this than I do. The Falcon was never officially released, was it? They're out there, right? Okay. I've never seen ads for them. Okay. I, no, I don't know. I mean, I, I I would know nothing about the Falcon except that it looks cool. Yeah. I heard the specs; they look good, and I always wanted. Get hold of one, or at least to play with one. Mm-hmm. By this time, Atari had folded up the tents. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, of course, the Amiga. They've got on this version. They've got a 14-bit uh, 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 sample against a 16-bit. As I, I believe that's in the title. Uh, now I listen to this, and apparently I, I've, some of these other ones have came out that I haven't caught. 
but uh, uh, I, I thought the Amiga set stood right in there. I mean, mm -hmm. you got to think the uh, uh, the Falcon would have been. This was a six hundred against the Falcon. Right. The Falcon on paper, I think, was the superior machine. That's so. right. That's right, Boat. So I thought that was interesting. And again, we just have to be a couple, you know, crazy dudes that. And I think there's more of us than you hear about. Oh yeah. That are into that are into both now. Have you, so you don't know anyone that had anything, anything past the ST. That's I like, never even knew someone that had an ST. Yeah, I didn't either. Mm -hmm. I, I take that back. I think I knew one guy that had one. But, I mean, the ST was, I mean, it made the Amiga look like uh, a PC over here. I mean, no one had yeah. an ST. Nobody. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, as I mentioned, I was trolling around for news this week. I love a lot that popped up. But I, but I did come across a couple of things I wanted to share with everybody. Um, the first thing I came across was a, a site that I've never seen before. And the reason it popped up in my uh, radar is because the, the fellow did an article on the uh, upcoming CD32 magazine. I think we touched that a couple weeks ago. Uh, but the name of the site is, it's a blog. It's blog.amigaguru.com. It's called Amiga Game, Gamer Blog Guru. He doesn't do just Amiga. In fact, he does a, a, like a lot of stuff. But I hate I like him. He's an Amiga guy, and uh, I like the blog. I looked through it. It was kind of neat. So if you're looking for something refreshing or different to uh, to have a look at, uh, there you go. And that CD32 magazine that looks real, real nice. I know some of the some of our Discord folk have uh, have posted pictures of it. It looks to be a high quality publication. You know, uh, uh, what do you think about a CD32 magazine uh, today? Is it going to get any jack? Because uh, God knows that uh, the uh, the compilation discs received through are they're, they're flowing like wine. Yeah, I think that there's a there there is a, a wide audience of CD32 diehard fans that are eager for uh, for you know new content in a physical form. You know, I've heard rumor through the grapevine, uh, reading various uh, Facebook groups and and even amongst our Discord folk, uh, Amigas over the spectrum, over the whole line, have shot up in price this past in the past year especially. I mean, they've been going up, up, up. But they really went up. And in the old days, you could get a... I was, always heard people in, in the UK talking about how easy it was to get a CD32. Mm -hmm. I mean, Paramount, the worthless. You know, mm -hmm. Not anymore. Uh, especially, I, I assume people in the know are hoarding them and grabbing all they can because they know that with the latest uh, uh, expansions, that they're real easy to use expansions that are cheap, uh, the new uh, ability to play all these games that you haven't been to play before. Uh, it's a hot commodity, uh, the CD32. And I think the days of getting those things cheaper are long gone, too. Yeah. So I hope you got one. If you don't, you're probably boned. Or, you know, get your checkbook out. So here's another. And so I just stumbled across uh, the Guru site. Here's another one I never heard of. But have you ever heard of the, the old Amiga Alive uh, page? No. Uh, yeah, I hadn't either. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he, the reason I uh, had a look at this is he had an article up here on some Amiga hardware stuff, and I was just looking at it. So, I'll, like I said, I like to see all these things popping up. I don't know how new. I mean, I think these have been out for a while. Uh, well, this this post is from September nineteenth, so I mean, it's not that yeah, old. No, I, mean, I know they're still being two days updated, ago. but I mean, I, I, what I'm saying mm -hmm. is the actual site oh, that's hosting yeah. it. They've been up for a while. So Amiga Alive, if you if you uh, are, have not been there, it's amigaalive.blogspot.com. Uh, hey, Amiga Blogs, I'm, I'm down with the clown on that. Yeah. And it was just looking through this thing. Some, <laughs> the, it is crazy the amount of new Amiga 
expansion peripherals that are coming out or are currently being produced or are being planned. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, Coach? yeah. And this guy, he's uh, this latest post is all about the new the new hardware that's coming out. He's got an S video adapter here, uh, various replica motherboards or main boards as they're known, I guess, in the uh, Amiga scene. Uh, so definitely check this out, AmigaLive.blogspot. Yeah, we're always looking to push to push our Amiga buddies. So now this one. You know, we often draw upon Zudaz uh, when we have for we do for pretty much as long as we've had video. <laughs> Good old Zudaz. So Zudaz uh, put up a video. I think it's Zustaz. Is like it Zudaz? Yeah. I always thought it was Zudaz, but it's probably because I didn't really read it that close. I was just like, <laughs> who? Where am I getting this again? Zudaz. So anyway, uh, the old Zeus has up a a, a sort of a, a versus video. He's now, got a, a new channel logo too. Yeah. Now, what it is, is Stunt Car Racer versus Lotus Turbo Challenge 2. Now, I was hoping there'd be some clever, witty rapport and commentary. There's not. It's Mm. just, he shows some Stunt Car Racer footage, and then he shows footage from Lotus. Uh, but what the the meat of this thing is that looking at the comments to see which one people picked mm. uh, uh, to uh, to or which one that people sided with. Were you able to ascertain anything from it those was, comments? It was pretty close, pretty even. A lot of people thought that Lotus was. I, I saw several people that mentioned that Lotus looked like it was and was more fun or looked more fun, and Sunk Car Racer looked more of a technical uh, achievement, mm. which that. Is Lotus? What do you? Think? I think you could go either way on that. It's, I think that know, stunt car racer can be a, a lot of fun, and Lotus is definitely a technical achievement. Yeah. Um, I think that Lotus looks better, no well, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but course, I mean, in terms of the amount of fun, I have a both. Fun, I have a lot of fun with both games. Yeah, these are two of our perennial favorites, yeah. aren't they, both? Um, so here's something you never thought you'd see in the in the Huda Thunk It department. Since we're talking about hardware. I was uh, bebopping around on YouTube and come across a video uh, from a fellow here, uh, MJ Nerney, and it is him uh, describing and unwrapping a an, a brand new Amiga twelve hundred motherboard. Wow! <laughs> and including and, and hey, from RetroBench, right, yes, uh, right. a sponsor of Amigathon. Yes, and we got to get it out there. Uh, now I'm telling you, who'd have thunk that? Who would have thunk it? That you could go out and get you a brand new Amiga twelve hundred motherboard in mm. the box. Yeah. Uh, and so good on them. And this guy seems real positive about it. He gives a he gives a little video tour of the uh, of the uh, of the board. Again, this thing was uh, I mean they basically took the Amiga twelve hundred original and they re they they re engineered it effectively mm-hmm. and they you know, they got rid of some stuff. Now he I clearly that's gonna be populated. But the fact that you can get this is truly astounding to me, and it's got it even has the part, like a, the lit, the note it came with had some different notes on what you needed to do where and mm. how you would want to wire. Can stuff you imagine? Up. I wonder. I wonder how long it would take to to repopulate that board with all the capacitors and resistors and chips and everything. It would be a. Uh, it's a monumental undertaking. It, it would go quicker than you would think. Provided it went smoothly, mm-hmm. there are some. I'm looking at the board right now, and you're looking at like the Paula chip, for example. Uh, those are not easy to mount manually because they're they're what what are called J lead chips, uh, and there would be some. Uh, listen, it's also not easy to mount those connectors. Uh, we would when I was in my old IBM days, we would be using solder pots and topside machines and radial machines uh, to put that stuff on. Uh, we would certainly not be doing. There were some things you just didn't do by hand. Mm-hmm. It was just it was too dangerous. 
And so you're, that would be no easy task. You know, I always thought it was a missed opportunity that Commodore never had a chip called the Eric chip. Why? Eric Estrada. You lost me. From chips? Oh, I get it. It I, that was a think piece, wasn't it? <laughs> now everyone's thinking, what is this dumb guy? And of course, how many people know who that is now and in the UK, for example, or Germany? I Leave us a chips, note in the comments. If, if you, you know <laughs> what chips is, give us yeah, drop us a line. I'd be I'd be interested to know who, who all got that. Boy, Bo, you're really on on point today, buddy. Um aside from that, the only thing left I've got to mention is uh yes, yes. If you're an ARG presents guy, uh watch the light boat. Uh if you're an ARG presents guy, you don't want to miss or girl, you don't want to miss this episode of ARG Presents. It's Action Max all the time. Action Max from morning, noon to night, nothing but Action Max. But what are your fondest childhood memories of the Action Max? You know, I remember when the Action Max was being marketed. Yeah. Uh, them, them, and even as a even as a small child, I somehow knew this was very lame. Oh, what the heck? <laughs> I can tell by the 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 fact that um, you know that I knew what a light gun game should look like, mm -hmm. and it didn't involve you know flashing spheres moving across the screen in line with the target. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I could I don't like to speak for Brent, uh, but Brent offered me three hundred dollars for my Action Max setup. And I had to run him out of there. He loved the Action Max. <laughs> he loved it. And he, he really wanted to make a whole show around it. I mean, like a series of podcasts. Just, just It would be called, uh, what, would, what would you call an Action Max podcast? Action Max podcast. Uh, I think it's great. I will say one thing Brent mentioned on the show that I think would be kind of fun is to make our own Action Max cassette. I looked on the net, and I know I've seen them before. Those little the little spots you need to trigger the gun. You can mm -hmm. get those as like animated gifts or gifs. Right. And you can literally make a video up and then play those over it. You can have people shoot yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, it would be very easy to do. Definitely less than a million dollars. You know something? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another thing I always want to do is like, you know, the laser disc craze, right? This mm -hmm. is sort of similar. You can make your own laser disc game. Remember, you know what? I got this idea. This is a little sidetrack here, but... So a couple years ago, they did this thing where they had people redo Star Wars, and they give everyone sent in five or six second clips. Everybody like wanted to, okay. And they took all these clips and they made the whole movie out of them. And some of them are surreal. Some, I mean, and they don't. Have, there's no the plot and the dialogue is exactly the same. Mm -hmm. But they're instead of having like if there's a scene where Darth Vader and the stormtroopers are walking down this hallway. And they're and they're and he's like, find those plans, right? In the version you might watch, the six seconds of that might be a, a girl in a black dress flanked by two chicks in a white dresses sashaying down a runway. Mm. And it was real interesting to watch. That was, sounds cool. Do you have was. any idea what the real title of that was? I have no idea. Okay. I'll try to find it and I'll post it. But I always thought it'd be cool to do the same thing on a scene by scene six second remake of Dragon's Lair. With all the same joystick motions, mm -hmm. but made by a real life, real time re redoing of it. Mm -hmm. I thought that'd be funny. It would be funny because there'd be no dragon or stuff, but you might have a dog in a dragon costume. Mm -hmm. You had to do it. It'd be, it'd be amusing. I'd like to see it. Yeah, it'd be harder, but that's sort of along the same lines that Brent said. Uh, I think that's all we've got. You got anything else you want to throw into the news uh, there? It's time to dive in. To our games of the weekend. Oh, so we're just gonna jump right in. We're gonna to jump them. right in. All right, but I'm gonna let you lead the charger. What do you got? Okay, so first up, 
Because this first game, I assume we're doing them in the same order. We're going to be talking about Master Blaster. That's, yeah, this is more your line than it is mine. Okay, so um, Master Blaster is a public domain shareware title based on the Dyna Blaster games, as they're known in the UK, or everywhere else as Bomberman. Mm. Uh, Bomberman is uh, was a game that came out originally... Boy, I don't know if it originally came out for the NES or if there was a weird Japanese computer version that came out beforehand, but I know it first from coming out in the NES uh, pretty early on. Um, but it didn't really hit its stride until the 16-bit era. The first Bomberman game that came out was a single-player affair. Uh, it was a, a puzzle game like... Um, oh, what was that? Pu- like uh, Sort of like... Um, Worthy, you know, a single screen plat or a single screen puzzle game where you're trying to clear the level. However, somebody got the bright idea and during the 16-bit era to make Bomberman multiplayer, and that's when Bomberman got awesome. No, is that a Hudson Soft game? That they want to do? I believe Bomberman? so. I believe they did. I Bomberman. wonder if there was a Hudson. You were even talking about a weird Japanese computer. I can see Hudson putting out some bizarre. They're the only company that could probably pull it off from back in those days. Some weird Hudson Soft style computer. Yeah, because yeah. They, and that one thing about Hudson Soft, they sprinkled Bomberman onto every. It's a lot like Prince of Persia. It's on every conceivable thing, and it's been done four billion times. Right, right. There are several versions of Bomberman that are known to be the best. Um, the uh, TurboGrafx 16 version of Bomberman is supposed to be quite good uh, in terms of early Bomberman games. Uh, the later Bomberman games uh, kind of take a, a rough turn because they, as you start to move more and more into the 3D land, mm-hmm. uh, you can't see the play field as well because of the way that the guys are rendered. Some people don't like that. The ultimate Bomberman game, uh, as recognized by all, is the Bomberman game for the Sega Saturn. Yeah, those are the two standouts of the TurboGrafx and the Saturn. Because you can, play, uh, you can play I believe eight players, yes. uh, Bomberman, I and they, it, I think it takes two, two or three multi. You, you've got a, the the screen is adjusted uh, majorly. I mean, you're basically looking at worms size um, Bomberman at that point. I've seen people do um, it, and it, I'm like, this looks bad. I had this. I bought the setup to do it, to, oh. and uh, I had I had a full Saturn setup. I could never find eight people or seven other people to play with. I never me. even knew you had a Saturn. I though. did. I did. That was back uh, back before I moved overseas. Uh, I had I had everything. I had the Nights into Dreams controller with the analog mm-hmm. stick. Wish I still had it now. Uh, That's how it goes. I'm sure you can go get it if you wanted it. <laughs> so this game, Master Blaster, uh, was released in 1994 by Nexus Software. Yeah. Can you tell us anything about the background of this one? I, I can't. Actually, I've got it, it. It was developed by the Alpha Brothers. Okay. Um, I tried to find something out about the Alpha Brothers and could not find anything about them. In fact, as far as I could tell, this is all that they ever did. The the uh, uh, the the people who their names specifically the guys that actually worked on this, Alexander Ivanov, mm-hmm. right, and Andreas Ivanov. So I don't know if they're brothers or oh, okay. And then and the, and uh, the third member of the team, Peter. Elsner, he actually did a couple other things. He did di- Diamond Caves and, and Maniac Ball, mm. uh, but uh, um, there was very there was uh, scant on this particular uh, game. Uh, one of the things that I'm sure you're going to get into this, I don't want to steal your thunder, was the uh, amount of players that you could have on this. Now, uh, do you do you recall on on uh, the uh, Amiga version, the Bomberman, how many you could have? I think you just have the two, right? So uh, yeah, this was a two-player only game on the Amiga, and the characters that you were limited to were basically the same-looking Bomberman in different colors. Yeah. 
this game uh, blows that out of the water. That, this is the part of the game where uh, you you really it's it really surpasses the original. You've got like soldier, police officer, nurse. I don't know if nurse is in there, but I mean you've got you've got tons of different characters that you and can they play look in this game. Very different. Yeah, and they 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 look very different, and it adds a lot of personality to the game too. Um, as far as I can tell, they don't play any different, but uh, it definitely makes the game more interesting to look at when you've got all those different sprites Agreed. on the screen. I did a little nosing around on this because uh, let's let's be up from it. This is a Bomberman clone. Mm-hmm. They added now, and you you can tell me if this is stuff that was added that hasn't appeared before or in another version, like this little store and stuff that you then and uh, and a little trophy that you get that little stick. I always thought that was cute at the end of the. Uh, does that is that yeah, something so that's you, original? Yeah, or you you still you can. I don't know if there's a store. I don't recall a store in any of the Bomberman games. Can, yeah, but uh, I know there is one in this game. Right, but there definitely is a trophy ceremony in the in the in the in the Bomberman. And, and of course, when you die, it makes a sad loser noise mm-hmm. when you. <laughs> the sounds are quite amusing in now, this game. The uh, <laughs> I had to get Luke to play this with because I didn't have another player, and it's to require two points. And we and both of us have no idea how to play Bomberman. We try. I've, everyone's taught try to teach me, and I just. I, this is one of those games I just never got into, as you know. I, I, I don't, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not my bag. Mm. Uh, but uh, I did find some amusement in it. I thought it was interesting. And from a technical standpoint, uh, for a shareware program, I thought it was pretty good. And uh, if we look at the documentation, uh, I, was look, I was looking at some comments on this and reading some uh, people that, had, 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 that were better at than me. And they said that if you look at the documentation, they, there's a uh, there are plans to make a four player uh, expansion adapter that this game supports, mm-hmm. uh, which that's impressive, yeah. man. Uh, and so you can end up having your five players. Not bad. Uh, I I could see five players on this before I could see eight players. Uh, I think it looks colorful. Uh, the uh, it sounds okay. I mean, it doesn't look. I mean, we've played a lot of games on this show. This looks like a no frills game, but otherwise you wouldn't necessarily think it was anything but just someone's release game. Like, oh I didn't, sure, I didn't think like, oh, this looks like. I mean, we coming up from the old PC days when I think shareware instantly, I think uh, this is gonna be crap mm-hmm. because it's so often was. Now this is not fair to shareware makers because the Amiga, I've noticed their shareware tends to be uh, often at least what we've looked at has been a. Uh, Pretty, pretty good. Definitely a step above your average PC shareware. Absolutely. Titles. So I don't know what that means, but but I thought this was, I mean, a, a, a nice effort. Yeah. If you compare this to what was available in the official Dynablaster release of the Amiga, this is the better title. Um, this this game runs faster. There are more options. Uh, there's, you know, it's just it's a better game all, all in all. Um, it's not fair to compare this to later Bomberman games uh, or, you know, games on, on other better platforms or more advanced platforms. But if you're going to play a Bomberman game and you've got buddies around, this is the one that you want to play. The only bad thing about this title is that they didn't program in AI. Yeah, if you don't have buddies to play, this is not the game right, to play. Right, like because you can't play single the player. second player will be mapped to your mouse and he will just constantly run to the left the whole time. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that programming AI is not easy, and uh, you know they wanted to get this thing out there and uh, and just let people have a good time. But boy, it, that's really the only thing that stands in the way of this really being a, a great a great title. I'm going to defer to you on this. Uh, I I can just say, uh, playing it what I did with my abilities, uh, it played it controlled fine. Mm-hmm. It looked fine. 
uh, having played the other version, I didn't see that this was any worse. You know, at, 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 you know, and since you can play more people and you have different characters, it's probably better. So yeah, to, to me, I thought it, was, it looked like a win if, if Bomberman's your bag. Yeah, this whole, the, the the title screen, which I think this game went through several variations because uh, the title screen on our um, on our video here from uh, Master Blaster Amiga Club CZ, this is not the same version that that I played. I think I played a later release that had even more options. I mean, there's the screen; it's the opening full. screen has like a million options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's the one I played too. Yeah, and I will say, and I'll I'll mention this in all the games. Uh, I played this one uh, with uh, uh, on the Amiga Forever, or, yeah, with Amiga Forever, and without any incident, it played. It came right up. Uh, I played played perfectly fine. So, oh, I did find reviews for this. Mm-hmm. Did you? Can you believe that? Um, so, uh, of course, Lemon gave it. This is very popular on Lemon. Here's how popular. 8.06. Very good. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Do you realize how many big, big titles are in the don't sevens? get that score? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot. So they may be... I know last week you were kind of ragging on the Lemon people, but that might be a little t- high. From, again, I'm not thing. But then again, Amiga... Now listen to this. Here's another magazine I've never heard of. Amiga Computing U.S. Edition. How about that? <laughs> they probably only lasted about three issues. <laughs> from February of 96. 96, wow. Issue 7. Uh, gave this a hundred percent. Please buy an Amiga to keep us in business. <laughs> They've got awesome games. We promise. Amiga Power of uh, of June of ninety six, three out of five. Which I'd say that this is this is probably. I mean, for what it is, for what it tries to be, this is a solid three point five to four. Let me ask you a question about Bomberman Boat. Okay. Now there are four million of these bomber games, mm-hmm. okay, and we've we, we've talked about the ones that are popular due to the fact that you can play all these people. On we, okay, go ahead. What makes when they release one of these like every day? Like, what is different? What changes? I'm not being facetious. I really don't understand what what do they do different? And do and you said the 3D ones. I can understand they moved into 3D, okay, mm-hmm. like a worm. So, but in the old days, what did they do that was different that would make these games more popular or require people to buy them because they wanted it so bad? I think they were constantly adding new modes to play in. You know, they it, this this game definitely has Casey Munchkin like stages where the walls will disappear and appear and things like that. Okay. Um, I think that people always want to buy and play a Bomberman with a little bit better graphics, at least in the in the in the days of in the 90s you know mm-hmm. when when new consoles were really big leaps forward i think you know adding online play that was a big thing when the uh, bomberman came out for the 360 i remember playing online bomberman online play, that, mm-hmm. that's what they i could understand but i mean really this is the kind of game that like graphical enhance is not going to make that big a no, difference no. or you know sounds or yeah and, and i mean there are things that that later games do better the the game suffers from a lot of slowdown if you've got a lot of stuff going on on some of the older versions so um bomberman for those of you that don't know what this game is uh, you basically have a field full of brick walls and uh, you, you're equipped with a single bomb at the beginning uh, you detonate that bomb against one of the walls the wall blows up uh, you approach your uh, opponent in a, in, a, in a stealthy manner and try and trap him in a place where he cannot escape and the bomb blows him up to aid you in your quest you've got tons of different kinds of bombs and power-ups and things and things can get real real nutty in terms of what you can do with these power-ups um, and it's a it's a competitive you know multi-round sort of deal um, and it's it's one of the all-time great party games mm. fair enough fair enough you ready? You want to move on to the next Let's one? Let's move on. All right, I'll uh, I'll jump in here on this one. So, 
The next one we took a, took a look at was called uh, Cybernetics. Mm-hmm. Right, that's the next one on your list, bud. So um, this was developed by an outfit called Vision. Okay. Now we know Vision. Now right? these guys have actually done stuff, and it's funny that how we know them. Uh, they did a game called Gnome. They did Kiro's Quest, Microbes. They did Overkill and Roadkill. <laughs> Right. They got your kill games covered. Yes, uh, Seek and Destroy, Woody's World, and of course, uh, this is I remembered it from Roadkill, and also this one, Zombie Apocalypse oh, One and Two. Yes, yes. Okay, so from uh, Joe the Zombie's Hour of Zombie Madness yes. on Megathon. So this was released in '92. It was Shareware, and uh, apparently this was on an Amiga format uh, covered disc because they published it. Uh, it uh, uh, has uh, it can have two players, hot seat two players. And uh, some of the coders on the the guy that coded this is Paul Andrews. I thought you were going to say Paul Anka. Paul Anka. <laughs> that would be something, <laughs> wouldn't it? Uh, and he he pretty much worked on all pretty much almost all the Vision games except for uh, Zombie Apocalypse Two. Uh, and he, get this, the the graphics were done by Rodney Smith. He did he worked on Skidmark. Oh, okay, all right. And that musician uh, Blair Zupicic. That's a tough one to say. Mm. He worked pretty much. He did a lot of the Vision stuff too. Uh, so, I, it's funny when we did when we found out we were doing these public domain games. I, I, I had no idea what to expect. I had no idea what they were, what the guys had chosen. You know, which I think I like it like that. Yeah. And so this one, one thing I right out of the gate, first thing I liked about it instantly, online visual instructions. The best. I, if every game had those, the world would be a better place. Like, because if you hadn't read, I'm guessing you read them. Too. Absolutely. Um, Anytime a game tells me a big how to play, that's where I go. Because I'm playing this game, and uh, basically to start off with, you're it's a, it was this is if someone ever asked what would happen if defenders met asteroids and throw in a little bit of uh, of uh, um, what was it Sinistar, what would you get? Well, you'd get cybernetics. Mm-hmm. It's 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 is that what is that the way you felt about exactly. it? Exactly. Um, Cybernetics is a game that scrolls like Defender mm-hmm. very fast, mm-hmm. by the way. Too fast. And so one of the first things I learned is you can't just go as fast as you want. You've right. Got Which, to, you've got to be cool. Defender's the same way. Yeah. Uh, and Defender game I was never good at. Awesome. I'm never particularly fond of Incredibly due to the, amount of, the amount of buttons yeah. involved. So in this game, you're in a ship, and there's a backstory and whatnot. But the bottom of the truth is, you're 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 in a ship, and there are asteroids around you, and you're and you can go back and forth, the you know, left and right defender style, and you're trying to shoot these asteroids. And when you finish off an asteroid, a little blue crystal will will pop out, and mm-hmm. you can get them for points. And there's a you know, it's got everything you would expect in a game like this. It's got a radar screen. Uh, and bad guys that come in, there's it warns you when they're coming and mm-hmm. stuff. And one of the key elements of the game is if you if the because the bad guys, much like in say Sinistar, they're also collecting these crystals. And if you let them get a couple and then you blow them away, that you get a power up, right? You know, and that's and so there so you it's go. incentive for you to you know let them let them have some. And it's something you probably wouldn't pick up one quickly unless you, but it was spelled out, right? Which is what I agree because the little crystals show up on your radar. And so, if you and at first I was like, "Man, look at all these bogeys." Well, it wasn't all bogeys, and they looked like little blue crystals mm-hmm. on the radar. They do a good, very good job representing uh, what these uh, items are. And so you you drive your ship, and you and you uh, your goal is to clear the level. Simple, uh, and uh, if, try not to get killed. Not that simple. Uh, as I mentioned, that the other ships are collecting these crystals as well, the, and there are a, a, a varying degree of other ships. Some that will 
uh, and this is all spelled out visually in the document, online documentation, but some that will come right at you, some that try to avoid you, some that shoot, some that don't shoot. There's an, and if you take too long on a level, there's an assassin ship that just comes out and, is, and makes a beeline for you, which if you see him, you got problems. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's and the, that's the way the game progresses. Uh, it looks excellent. I thought it looked, I mean, a shareware program, this look, this could have passed for a proper program as far as I'm concerned. What do you think, Boo? Well, this game is so close to really being spectacular. Um, it gets a lot of things right. Mm -hmm. I felt like, you know, the shooting was good. I felt like I had control. One of the things that I was, I probably wouldn't have done was that you, you truly have auto fire in this game. If you hold the button down, you yeah. can shoot just as fast as you want. I probably would have gone with a Galaga style. You know, you can have two bullets active at the same time just to just to kind of make it a little bit more of a challenge to shoot also your auto fire is not it's not mega fast either right? yeah but i mean it's you can't fire with your hand any faster than you fire by holding down uh, the yeah button. i think I, I you know it's funny you should mention this because we didn't talk about this before the show but i have to admit if you could if you could pump the button galaga style and, you, and really crank out the bullets mm -hmm. it would probably go a long way because i did find myself wishing that i could fire at a quicker rate yeah and I, most games don't have an auto fire and and the ones that do they're often like this mm -hmm. so I, I agree with you on that I yeah agree. um i felt like the uh the enemies were well drawn yeah um i i like the whole crystal gimmick it's cool um one the thing that i don't like about this game is that you know one of the the great things about defender is that you've got the city down there at the bottom yeah in this game you're just kind of floating in space it's yes. a entirely black background that's great if you're asteroids and it's 1978 it's less great when it's uh 1992 you know uh even even a game like super stardust you know the closest thing to asteroids that uh that the amiga has it's got colorful planetary backgrounds and things like that it's got an extra button um yeah it's got an extra <laughs> button that we did not mention um so you know i enjoyed this game um and I, I thought it i thought it was neat i thought it was incredibly well done again for a public domain title oh, incredibly well I done be killing for this back in 96 you know gosh and, and you know one of the things that i i wondered was the reason maybe the reason why they put the uh, how to play in the game is they knew that this game was going to be distributed mostly through bbs's and public domain discs where you're not going to get a manual yeah, you know it's paper a, manual. It, it is and, and that is something i used to see back in the day on the pc they would have often have it but it was mostly text mm -hmm. you know i think that uh, i I think I like this more than you. Uh, I've never been a big fan of Defender. Uh, I, so this game, I was at first, I was like, I was ready to drop the hammer on this thing. I was like, oh boy, here we go. I think the asteroid angle works. Uh, I think this is simpler than Defender, but not. But I, it's not easy. And like I said, you have to control the speed of your craft. I mean, you really have to kind of mope along, don't yeah, you? If you? Yeah, Because when I first started playing, I was like, woohoo! Yeah, if you jam yeah. that stick to the yeah. right, you're going to be dead before you're you know it. You're going to be dead it. quick. Yeah. Because you don't fire fast enough to where you could just slam forward and go. Uh, um, I like the assortment of, of uh, extra weapons you can get. They're very cool. Uh, and they, uh, you can also... Uh, I, like the, I like the presentation. Uh, I like the fact there's two players... Would have been awesome to have two players simultaneous, but a game like this, just you just can't pull it off because no. the way the screen scrolls. It would be, yeah, it'd be too crazy. How far did you get in this boat? I was not real good at it, unfortunately. I, I don't know how... I mean, I played it. I, I played it and, you know, died a bunch, but also... I don't know. I don't know how... How do you gauge that? Is well, it how, by, Levels. I mean, what sector did you get I to? I can't remember. 
Also, I should mention that this thing has like the smart, the uh, uh, explode the whole screen gimmick. We hit space bar. Smart bomb. Yeah, mm -hmm. always welcome. You know, in a game like this, uh, sound effects were good. I, uh, the uh, they have kind of a gimmick on the on some of the stuff where the, it makes it look like an old calculator readout mm -hmm. number. Yeah, the LED like cool. a multi segment display thing. But I mean, I think this is one of those crazy game mashups that works. I, I like the. I mean, it works in this case because it's well done. It's a well done game. It's once you read the documentation, so you know I have a good idea what you're doing. It's not like it's it's just not you know the hardest game, but I mean I would read it, look at the enemies, it tells you, and then when you get settled in there, it doesn't take you. I'm not good at this sort of thing, and it didn't take me too long to get halfway decent at mm -hmm. it. Where I got to like I think I got to like the fourth or fifth sector okay. where I got killed. It's not bad, you know, for my time I played it. Uh, but man, I, uh, this is a thumbs up for me, big time. And and by the way, the asteroids in this are beautifully rendered. They are. They, They're animated. Mm -hmm. They look really nice, don't they? Yeah. The enemy ships look pretty cool. And yeah. your ship looks pretty cool. Like I said, everything about this game looks amazing, except for the lack of background. Also, when you die, you don't lose your power up. I enjoyed that. Yep. Yeah. Need them power. Always up. welcome. You also get more than three men, which is nice. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't think I have a bad thing to say about this game. Like I said, I can understand, I can understand your points. And I, I could think of some ways I think I'd have done a sequel to this that would have been awesome. Like the crystals that you collect. I mean, Alex, I didn't get real far, so maybe there's stuff that happens I don't know about. But man, you could, like, you remember in Sinistar, they're they're taking those crystals and they're building Sinistar mm -hmm. with it. I would have loved to have seen, like, some kind of mega ship or oh, mega yeah. weapon being built. That would have been cool. Oh, yeah. You know? I think that would have been sort a lot of like fun. on um you know I th I think anything like that would be cool like for example in the uh, Atari Return of the Jedi game the Death Star battle game where you see them creating the Death Star up in the up in the distance yeah. and then you approach the Death Star that was a pretty well done game too yeah. so I'm gonna turn this yeah. thing off um something else I enjoyed about this is that it's an old school throwback arcade game mm -hmm. I just like it you mm -hmm. jump in and play it. There's a, another thing that was surprising was that there's a, I mean, there's probably 10 different types of enemies. Yeah. A ton. Yeah. And I mean, they're really different. Mm -hmm. You know, they do, and some of them, they've got different patterns. To, yeah. You know, so like I said, thumbs up to this all the way. Um, by the way, added bonus, this got converted either from or to the Atari ST. Okay. Not bad, right? So this got a bunch of reviews, by the way. Uh, Lemon has a score of, uh, uh, 7.23 Amiga Action uh, did not I don't see a rating for them I'm looking to see if any of these are the people they looked at it but they didn't review it uh, oh here we go Amiga Power gave it 5 out of 5 and Amiga and, and listen to this one Dollar Magazine <laughs> number 3 I'm guessing German gave it a 3 out of 5 Dollar Magazine what if that means Dollar Magazine boat Sounds like it to me. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, uh, you would think that I'm looking right here. <laughs> Amiga format pr uh, uh, published this, but didn't score it. I thought, at least I didn't see a score. Weird. Kind of weird. Yeah. It? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there you go on that one. All right. Now, this Cybernetics. One is, this right here is the wacky one. Yeah. We out. save the, uh, the wackiest for last. First for sure. of all, oh, by the way, I uh, uh, should mention before we move away from Cybernetics that I also just double clicked on this and ran it in Amiga uh, forever and it came right up. There was a zero problem, which I can't say the same for our next game, Hangar <laughs> 18. Now, I don't know exactly what ha I could get this to run uh, uh, on anything. And uh, I think uh, Pixels uh, yeah, actually Pixels wrote gone. Our, our good, sweet, sweet Lord, we love this boy. We would not be talking about this game right now yeah. if we're not for Pixels, Pixels at Dawn. Pixels at Dawn actually wrote 
a script, mm-hmm. an installer script, an installer script that put in the required library because this game this game needs all kinds of special libraries to run right. Uh, it's it's not it, this is not a company exe release type experience. We to get should this probably thing see if Pixels will let that one get and put that out. He should upload everyone. that, yeah, yeah. to AmiNet or something well, like he, that. We'll, yeah. we'll get with Pixels and if he if he's cool with it, we'll ha- get this thing set up so everyone can play it because. I got a feeling people are going to want to have a go at this one. So go ahead, but what do you think of this one? All right. Well, this is a game, you know, Hangar 18 um, is a, it's sort of like Area 51. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's one of these places where the government is supposed to, uh, to, to store UFOs. And this game is actually pretty incredible in terms of the introduction. Um, it's, 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 it's animated. There are renderings, you know, uh, things that are going on. Um, and uh, basically, you know, you find out the truth of what's going on in Hangar 18. And you've got to bust your guys out. And you've got you to gotta tell the world what's going down. Um, this game uh, is quite ambitious for what I believe is the work of one person. Yes, I, I, I looked into this, and they've got it listed with the developer being Muzzasoft. And, uh, and as far as I can tell, I don't think they did anything else. But get this, I love this one. Artist and coder, Alistair Murray, gra- mm-hmm. graf- uh, graphician, help me out here, Boat. Graf- it, graphician? Is there a T in there? No. It's graphician. Okay. I don't think I remember Where are you that. going, Graphician? Oh, no. <laughs> Take off. I, 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 Alistair Murray. Musician, Alistair Murray. Miscellaneous, Alistair Murray. <laughs> he did it all, man. Oh, uh, he did do some other stuff himself. I don't know if he did it under the Muzzasoft title. He did Banana Island. Is it Murray or Murphy? Murray. I I, I've written that in the uh, thing cor- incorrectly. I got Murray. Yeah. Uh, he, did, he did Banana Island, uh, which we... <laughs> that keeps coming up, doesn't it? <laughs> Uh, Blobby, uh, Chaos, <laughs> uh, Countdown to Extinction, Kill 'em All, Traitor, Turtleminator. <laughs> what can't this guy do? And 12. I love, I love it. Tur- tur- I can't say you're one of these. Turtleminator. Um, so here comes Hangar 18. Now, this came out in 95. This is a weird... I mean, where do you would start on this one? Go ahead, Bo. I'll okay. Keep going. You were going. I just so, to jump in there. How do you describe the gameplay of Hangar 18? <laughs> okay. Imagine Walker, except it's actually a fun, good game. No. Start no, there. That's a bad start. Okay. So Try you again. control your, your guy. His name is like Rico or something like that. Um, and you uh, you control him Rorian. using Rorian. Rorian Hill. Um, you control him using the joystick, and your your cursor surrounds him at all times, you know, at a distance or close to you, wherever you want, and you use it to shoot. So it's it's just like Walker. I found this to be a, a very good way to control. Um, it's weird to use the joystick and the mouse. I don't know if I would find it as fun if I were not using a controller. You know, I play all these games with a with a PS4 controller. Um, I don't know if I'd be able to. You you'd almost feel like you're shifting in a car. I think if you're doing the joystick with your off hand while you're moving the mouse. Um, but I found it to be, uh, you know, a very accurate way to, to fire your weapons. Um, this game has a little bit of. It's it's an open world game. Um, you're you're you start off in a prison and uh, you you go uh, you pick up a pistol 
immediately you walk forward and you blow up and your guy catches on fire and you start running around. <laughs> so the second time you play after you die, you notice that there is like a trap set by this door. Uh, and you've got you've to spring the trap in the only way you can in a video game by shooting it with your pistol. <laughs> so wait, anytime I see an explosive, <laughs> time to get out the old firearm. That's right, that's right. So in this game, um, you know, it, it almost looks like little computer people in a way. It uh, reminded maybe. me sort of the, of the uh, that's I think it was the Spectrum we played at uh, or no maybe on the Amiga the one the, the school school days oh yeah school days another example yeah we did that on ARG so um, this is your look it's a it's a uh, side view side scrolling deal you've got uh, multiple levels so you're you're moving left and right you're also going up and down and um, Basically, you're you're collecting objects. You're collecting, you know, weapons. Uh, you've got buddies that you free from their cells. And when you get up to them, it's not like most games where you just walk up to them and they're like, "Hey, I'm free," and they either run away or they follow you. In this game, you can actually tell them what you want them to do. Yeah, they can come with you, or they can go do their own thing, or you can just tell them to take off. Right. Basically. Right. And so. Um, <laughs> this game has a lot of personality, I think. Um, you know, there's uh, there's there's dialogue that occurs that, that shows up in boxes on the screen as you're doing things. So you can be off doing something else and then hear a guy go, Oh, God, I'm dying, I'm dying. And you're like, oh, he's dead. You know, and uh, and so you can actually send guys out in front of you to be cannon fodder for the, for the enemies. Um, this game is, I struggle to call it a pretty game. But it's a well, it's a well drawn game. I mean, it's not beautiful, but there's like there's lots of stuff in the environment. It's very detailed. Yeah, the environment is very detailed. Uh, so you've got stuff like bookshelves and cabinets and 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 tables laid with food and, and signs and things like that. And so it's 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 interesting to look at. Um, this game suffers from a lack of background music. I think uh, uh, mm -hmm. I, I I feel like they could have put something in the back. I but think I know why he didn't. Okay. I'm not going to get into my full feelings. I, I, in terms of the music, one thing I like about this is that there's a lot of uh, gunplay and stuff. And it's it, it to me, the game is kind of eerie. Mm -hmm. And I think the lack of music... I mean, yeah, that's probably not why I didn't put it in there. But it just... It does... It's all like Prince of Persia to me. It's like... It's, it's such a bizarre game. You don't know exactly where you're going or what you're doing. And so you'll stumble upon the bad guys and they're coming after you. And, it, and it, they're... They'll talk to you. And, oh yeah. And they're, they'll pursue you. Yeah. I mean, for and example, is... you can. I remember I came to this one guy. It was a level up on me, and I was. My, I got up the ladder, and he saw me. He was shooting me. So I was like, "Screw this! I'm out of here." And I went down the ladder. I was running off. He goes, "I'll kill you! I'll kill you!" And he's running down. Oh yeah. After me and he's shooting. I'm and, like, "Oh god!" And my this, guys are getting shot, and bloods coming this out. This game of is freaking brutal too. It is. Um, they are not shy about when you get shot. There's there's rivers of blood that spring forth and stain the walls. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and you'll catch on fire. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. You can blow up. And I mean, I, I I'm not gonna knock the game for the it certainly uh, unlike worthy where the blood was a little bit off-putting because of the type of game that it was it fits right in with a game like this yes uh this is a you know escape from alcatraz type deal at least in the first level i didn't get beyond the first level uh it's a, this is a very difficult game um i did watch a playthrough and there's actually there's there's vehicles in this yes, you can get into I a, that from reading the instructions get yeah. into a car and you can drive around or different flying things and you know you go in, into a bunch of different environments and things i guess 
guess, in, in your quest to, uh, to to spread the message here. Uh, there's cutscenes that happen in the game. Um, so this is, like I said, this is this is a valiant effort. I think this is probably the most ambitious of all three titles. This is the only game that's entirely original of all the games that we played. It's not borrowing from anything else, as far as I can tell. Um, and the, the fact that it was the work of a single person is, is very impressive. I, I was just going to say, for, I want to... I want to tip my hat to Alistair for this game. This game, this guy. Why isn't this guy a big star? This I because I, I was like, man, this is a, yeah, you know, I'm going to a lot of hassle to get this to work. What's going on here? And I, and I was grumpy going in, you know, because I had to wait. I didn't get to play this as long as the other ones because I had to wait to get we could figure out how to get it working. And so when the thing comes up, I'm like looking at the ray trace graphics, and they look a little, they're pretty cool for the time, but, you know, they haven't aged well, you know. I'm like, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. And the story on this thing is absolutely bonkers. <laughs> and then using the joystick and the mouse, I'm like, what in God's name? And the control section, there's two full screens of controls. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going over all the controls. Yeah, there's other like stuff you can do. Amongst the many things you can do is if you're on the joystick fire button you've got a grappling hook mm-hmm. and you i mean think about that it's not like oh by the way your guy can grapple that's a huge element of the game yeah it's a grappling hook um multiple weapons multiple uh, uh there's ammo you have to take care of but man this guy he must have just been driven now i read uh one of the comments of this game that said this was the sequel to traitor i haven't tried traitor uh i was hoping it'd be the sequel to terminator or whatever it was <laughs> Turtleminator. but uh um Instantly, when you start this game, it's just there's it's got a vibe I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever seen in a game. You know, I'll tell you, there's there's two things. One, uh, one I just learned from the chat, and I agree with Duncan Styles in the chat right now says the little guys remind you of Syndicate. I think this looks like a side-scrolling Syndicate, kind of <laughs> has that vibe. And also, if you've played the Xbox 360 game Fez. Uh, the the it's environments I've never played it. the environments look very similar. Well, it, I mean, the uh, the fact the fact that you it goes into the point where you can pick what to say to your guys. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in here that's just extraneous. You don't even really probably even need that, but it makes it interesting. If I had been a kid when this came out and saw this, it would have blown absolutely, my mind. absolutely. Uh, the way your guy operates, he's tough. He can take a lot of shots, mm-hmm. but you're literally making. You're literally, uh, uh, you've got a, you can have a force with you, and you're breaking out, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And the guys, like I said, the bad guys that come at you, they don't just sort of like shoot you occasionally. This is not a Brian the Lion situation where they're just sort of meandering about. These on guys their are vicious. Yeah, you'll come upon them when they're at a dinner table or just in this room, and they'll come after you, and they were relentless. Mm-hmm. And like if you're climbing up a ladder and you can't shoot, these guys are going to do everything they can to blow a hole in you. Yeah, you know they, and they won't stop, man. Uh, and and like you said, it was bloody. There's there's all kinds of ways to get killed. You can be burned. You can be shot. You can blow up. There's a like I know the first thing I did was go up this ladder, went into this room, blew a hole in the door, and there was a, a like a stationary a turret. machine yeah. gun mm-hmm. turret. It just cut me down. Yeah. I was just like, holy god! And yeah. You could, and I went in there and blew him up later just just to get even. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, this game has a password based level system. So you can, you can, so I mean that's pretty good. That shows you the depth of it. I mean, this oh, yeah. is, I mean, listen, I know if it's the Bomberman game, but I mean this is a undertaking. And the interface, you'd probably think to yourself, this interface, this sounds like there's so many controls, and there are. It's a complicated game, no doubt, but uh, uh, it works. 
uh, amazingly well. And the, using the mouse to like do your shooting and stuff, it's cool. It almost had part of it has almost like a a crossbow vibe to well, it. Well, it's exactly like Walker. It's exactly it's like not, Walker. Well, Walker, it, it you know, in crossbow, you your little guys walk across the street and you try to protect them. Mm-hmm. This that's sort of the kind of way I felt about it. You know, your guys technically shooting. We're in Walker. You're definitely doing the one shoot. I think. I mean, listen. I like Walker a lot more than you. But man, this is a game that I mean, the complexity blows everything that away yeah. in terms yeah. of the complexity. I, you know, this is this is it's real, real good. I mean, you know, if you can if you can get through sort of, and it's not that it's hard either. It's just it's about. Pretty, you, I thought it was kind of hard. I, I think know what I was. Well, doing. it's also you know, it's learning the pattern. It's learning where those turrets are. You know, knowing what to expect. Um, this is a game that if you are into the Amiga at all and you've not played this, you owe it to yourself to play this game. And I don't say that often. Uh, this is a very unique title. There's really nothing else like it in the computing space at this time. Yeah, and I could sit here and I mean, there's a backstory. I don't want to. I'm not going to read all this backstory, but it's it's because it's long. I mean, this isn't just a game where the guy. I mean, it seems to me that uh, Alistair wrote a story and he's like, okay, now how can I make this story a game? Mm-hmm. And then that's what he did. Yeah. This is the kind of detail and kid think that you would not get from a group of men. Like, right. And this, you'd have to be a, some crazy, I would love to talk to this guy mm-hmm. if, he, if he's still in the scene or whatever. I would love to see what was going through his head when he made this because this is an undertaking and an endeavor. I've, I can't get over uh, the, the expansiveness of it. So this is an enthusiastic thumbs up on this one. You talk about something that came out of nowhere. This one came out of I mean, as much trouble as it was to get it to run. And I wonder if it hasn't gotten much seen much recently due to the fact that it's sort of a hassle to get it going. Absolutely. You know, maybe uh, Pixels, uh, you know, a little patch, maybe get a little more action. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 and, you know, if you haven't tried this and you, and you feel like giving it a shot, I recommend it. I could go on. Um, Lemon, now I could not find any reviews for this except for the Lemon score. Lemon gave this thing a straight up six. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I mean, that just goes to show that Lemon can't be trusted. Well, no. I mean, listen, it, let's take a step back. I'm me, okay? I looked at the, first of all, just getting started, I was annoyed. Here's the, no, this is what happened. You've got people that have never played this. They look at some screenshots or they give it a go for a couple seconds because it's their mission in life to rate every single game on Lemon they can, and they give it a low score. Nobody grew up loving this game, so therefore nobody's giving it 10s like every other famous game that we do that's on a You're too hard to Lemon people. I I do think they really do try to do a good job. But I think if um, just from my perspective... You see that opening set of instructions, and it's it's overwhelming. It's like watching the look at that Madden control. It's mm-hmm. like, holy cow! How do I hit hut the ball? You know, uh, it's not that bad once you no, get used to it. It's not. But, at I mean, all. you got to admit that's you look at those controls. You're like Jesus getting out of vehicles. Oh yeah, and it's, like, oh, it's one of those there? things where you know you play it a couple times and you, you you learn a couple things, and then you go back to the beginning, you look at it again, you're like, oh, there's a grappling hook. Let me and try it, that. And mm-hmm. it's not a squad game either. I mean, you're controlling the one guy, right? But with the mouse, you can switch your weapons with ease. Mm-hmm. I think the interface is actually a pretty pretty darn good. I think so too. You've always know how much ammo you've got on the weapon that you've got loaded. You can always switch weapons at your leisure. It tells you when you pick up a weapon what the weapon does, the damage and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I can't I can't praise this one highly enough with Stunner. Yeah. I am as stunned as I've ever been on that one. Yeah. And um, by the way, well, before Boat kicks on in here, none of these run eBay. 
Netflix. Oh, not a, not, not a more <laughs> on eBay. Nobody, nobody's selling PD games no, on sorry. eBay. Um, you know, if there are other public domain games that you think that we should check out, definitely leave us a comment in the uh, in, on the YouTube there and, and let us know because, uh, man, like like we talked about at the beginning, the Amiga has some great titles. It's definitely not your typical shareware stuff. That's going the truth. On and, here. and also, if you if anyone out there knows Alistair Murray, <laughs> yeah, we want to talk to him. Have to get in touch with us, man. I gotta I gotta meet this guy. Yeah, thumbs yeah. up. They're really thumbs up for all three. I liked all of them. And I like them all for different reasons, but this was certainly the most, uh, uh, this is the, the widest scope of the three by far. I mean, this was an ambitious, ambitious title. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, last week I didn't mention the fact that we record this uh, podcast live every week, except when we don't, uh, on Fridays at uh, around between the hours of 4.30 and 8 p.m. We're a little early um, today. Yeah, uh, just depending on when, when Aaron can get here and, uh, and, and other things of that nature. Um, but um, you can join us on the YouTube chat. It's always very active. There's always tons of people in here. We got Necronom in the chat room, Duncan Styles, Andy Davis, Paul Harrington, Pixels at Dawn. Thanks, um, Pixel. 10-Minute Amiga Retrocast has joined us. Hey. Welcome. Uh, Pixel Vixen. Joseph H. Tons Ooh. of people hanging out with Pixel us in the chat Mixon. today. Yeah, sexy, absolutely. So, um, you know, please do join us if you if you're hanging out at home on a Friday evening, and uh, and you want to you want to get some uh, some Amiga action, and you got the Huck just joined. Uh, so, um, Aaron, yes, say that uh, you want to support the show. There's a myriad ways you can support the show. Uh, we do have a Patreon uh, account where you can support the show monetarily and get access to our Discord server. Uh, you can help us choose the games that we play through Patreon. And, of course, you get featured on the amazing Amigos World of Supporters t-shirt. Uh, so uh, patreon.com slash Amigos Podcast is where you can go to do that. Um, we're always trolling for iTunes reviews. Uh, we need iTunes reviews because that's what people use to discover our show. Um, even if you don't use iTunes, the iTunes review aggregator is used by multiple, multiple pro uh, podcast uh, programs. And that's what determines what comes up first. So if you got a second, uh, please write us a review on, on iTunes. Um, and uh, finally, Aaron, uh, the biggest thing you can do is just keep playing the Amiga. Keep playing the Amiga. Keep the dream alive. The, the Amiga is bigger now than uh, it's been in a long time. And we want to keep riding the wave. Riding the, riding. It's great, isn't it? We got real lucky anyway. That we just got here just in the nick of time. Rainbow-colored <laughs> V-shaped checkmark wave of the Amiga. <laughs> well said, Boat. So uh, last week, Aaron... Um, we had uh, the the Patreon song was a huge success. I don't um, I, you know. I tried like gangbusters to figure it out. I listened to it twice and still have no idea. We have uh, we we had quite a few winners, oh, yeah. and I want you to tell me one thing about each of these winners when one I when thing. I tell you their name. Yep. Okay. No, so you're, I, you're getting weird on me here. Okay, go ahead. Okay, Dan Ross. Dan Ross. He's the boss. Okay. Pixels at Dawn. He saved our bacon this week. <laughs> Big time. Gary Hucker. The Huck. A technical wizard. Okay. A pastor blower up extraordinaire. <laughs> Paul Kitching. Hey, he's talented. Very talented. Duncan Styles. Oh, wait a minute. Is this are we reading the entire list? This is these are the people that got they got oh, okay. they got, say, the, my they, God, they got the, the, the Patreon song challenge, correct? Duncan Styles. He, you can count on him like you can count on the sunrise, and I see mm, him everywhere. I like it. Jason Warns. Jason Warns. I'm warning you, he's awesome. 
You're really you're really scraping here. <laughs> Figgy CTZ. Figgy CTZ. Every time I see his name, I internally chuckle. That's what. Okay. That's, these guys all got this, and I didn't get they it. They all got it. Bark bit. Bark bit. Man, it reminds me of my pizza delivery days. <laughs> I'd go. Those dogs could smell that pizza, man. They, they'd bark that I got bit. And finally, Chris Folds. Chris Folds, a man who needs an attitude adjustment when it comes to Lionheart. That's for darn sure. <laughs> All right. So uh, congratulations. Last week's song was Take On Me by AHA. That was Take On Me? That was Take On Me. Man, I didn't get that. All right. God. So um, this week, as always, we are going to do the Patreon song challenge. Um, this is going to be uh, a... A song that both Aaron and I will perform together uh, for the first time. Uh, you can email me if you know the correct answer at John and Amigospodcast.com, and Aaron might say something interesting about you next week. Who we did, we did not discuss this before the show. So here we go. This is this is the Patreon song. Well, I don't know what the song is. It's right there on the page. Here we go. I don't know the lyrics of that. Colette or Rob O'Hara, Howard Nims, Matthew Larimore, Andy Craig, Sean's O'Darren, Lomax, calling for one nine, jumping anytime here. Oh, I'm sorry. Barkbit, Roland Burke, Burke, Andrew Monk, Joe, Joe the Zombie, John, John Cook, Dan Ross, Leaf Kellon, Alan Kebab, Chicote. Levelor, John Marshall, Matthew Perron, Ricky DeRosha, Creepy Dead Boy, Figgy CTZ, The Slow Norris, Stephenson and Sorgard Martinson, Edvin Helan, Blindo 75, Christopher Hassel, Ravi Abbott, Chris Folds, Dreamcatcher, Lauren Giroux, Graham W. Vebke, Brent Dowdy, Lane Denson, Adam Battersby, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Gary Hucker, C. Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles, Alan Kebab, Anthony Jarvis, Tapes from the Crypt, Josh Nan, Adam Bradley, one more time with the chorus, Jonas Rollo, THT, Eric Nelson, Kim Tommy Humberstad, Daniel Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, Darren Cole, Jason Warns, Pixels at Dawn, and Kilbjorn Barman. That's too hard. Oh my God. Yeah, I, you think what I do is easy? Yeah, I thought it was. You thought it was. It takes years of practice and dedication. Is that what? <laughs> it's, it scares me. It would take years to practice that. So, Aaron, next week. Yeah. Oh yeah. What are we playing next week? Buddy? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna leave the realm of public domain software, and we're gonna go back to a commercially released title. Uh -huh. um, this is a uh, simulation title. This is a game I think I'm, I'm that you know we've here. we've we've simmed the city. Yeah. We've simmed the ant, the farm, the tower, the copter. It's time to sim life, baby. Oh man. We're gonna play sim life. <laughs>
Will Wright's own. So. I hope I can get a job and go to work in that. <laughs> My favorite. Stay tuned, guys. We will see you next week. Until next time, adios. Yeah.